What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Hal Needham asked Jerry Reed to write a theme song for the film. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Jerry Reed picks up an acoustic guitar and starts playing it for him. And uh, Needham has him to stop. To stop. And um, thinking that Needham didn't like it, Reed offered to rewrite the song, which Needham replied, if you change one note, I'll kill you. <laughs> he said, All right, everybody. In 1977, stuntman Hal Needham brought us a film that not only inspired the sale of CB radios, as well as the Pontiac Trans Am, but it also brought us a comedy that to this very day stands alone and is one of the funniest things that I have ever personally seen. So if you're going to take yourself one of those 10 100s, I suggest you do it now because for the next hour, we're talking Smokey and the Bandit. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show. And joining me this week, you're not going to believe it. You're, you, I got a great, great co-host this week. Uh, check it out. I'm going to bring him on the show right now. Okay, here, here he comes. trouble coming oh no my oh, no. smoky ben i'm tail grabbing your ass right now travis t justice i don't believe it the <laughs> one and only that's right that's right oh my I goodness uh, to uphold I, the letter of the law yes i i yes. see you brought junior with you i did he got his hush puppies he can't talk right now he's you so you found some time for that that's right that's right i've been waiting for this one for a while uh smoking a bandit i love talking about this movie well let's do it what the hell is this a driving movie get off there you moose twit (laughs) (laughs) not quite a drive-in movie but look before we get actually started today i thought i'd change that switch things up a little bit usually at the end of the show i'm putting this stuff out there i'm gonna throw a little bit of it at the beginning if you're new to the show and you don't uh, know what we do here. We basically talk uh, retro movies from 80s and 90s. And ever so often, Travis and I get a wild hair. Up our, exactly. We'll get a wild <laughs> hair up our tail, and we'll throw in the 70s or some 2000s. But it's mostly 80s and 90s. And uh, here soon, you'll start seeing some, uh, maybe some more 70s and some 2000s mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel. But uh, you know, if it's your first time listening to us, make sure you subscribe to us so you get the uh, show come through in your feed every week. And let us know what you think about us. So, Travis, Heck yeah, time to get running. It's time to go eastbound and down. Eastbound and down, roll it up and trucking. We got to get this Coors over here, man, east of the Mississippi. It's got to go to Texarkana. Them yeah. boys are thirsty. Or west of the Mississippi. Them boys thirsty. They're thirsty. I'll tell you what. Uh, so, I want to take a little bit of a sidestep. We usually go straight into, you know, like the box office stuff and things like that, what it made, yada, yada, yada. But uh, do you know what the idea behind this movie was? The Why they made this it. movie based on, you know, the, the theme of what they have for them trucking the Coors beer across the states like that and everything? Oh, it, oh because of a real... Uh, a real banquet, a real problem they have with Coors getting Coors across the Mississippi River. Right. Like you really, you really actually could not get Coors east of the Mississippi. You cannot um, because it wasn't pasteurized. Exactly. <laughs> I thought that was crazy. And um, so, talking about this, uh, Hal Needham, the guy that uh, did this, basically had a month, the biggest hand in making the movie and everything. 
directing the movie with Burt Reynolds. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find this. Uh, beer was not, it says, because the beer was not pasteurized and needed constant refrigeration and could not legally be sold outside of 11 Western and Southwestern U.S. states, which mm-hmm. made him realize that bootlegging Coors would be a good plot line for a movie. Yeah, reason for that is because you your your uh, your alcohol start turning back into mash. It'll start souring out again and getting making people sick. You think bitter beer face is bad? You ought to have some bad. Get you a bad batch of beer. Mouth full of that. It ain't no good. Such a fun movie, man. Um, a lot of big stars. This, well, I don't say a lot of big stars, but it was a great cast, though. I mean, this is one of the movies. I watched from the time I can remember. I've been I've seen this movie my entire life over and over and over again. I cannot tell you. This is probably the only movie I've seen more than Lord of the Rings. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and it never gets old. It never gets not funny. It's always and you I mean if you can sit down and even quote half the movie to still hear Jackie Gleason say the lines is right. You know, nothing tops it. To still hear uh, Jerry Reed, so I don't believe Fred bit you, mister, because he don't eat grease balls. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nothing beats it. It's, it's. I mean, so many funny one-liners, and like I was talking with you earlier, the majority of this movie, according to Sally Fields in an interview, the majority of the movie was ad-lib. There was hardly any script at all. Mm-hmm. It's like they're just playing off each other through the whole movie. Yeah. And, they did it in Cheech and Chong style. Yeah, I mean, and all of Jackie Gleason stuff was pretty much um done done that in very fashion i mean he just mm-hmm. whatever he felt like saying he said it i guess and that was it did you know the original budget was 4.3 million or 400 well, 4,300,000 right mm-hmm. when it started filming uh they were well actually it was i want to say 5 million a million was taken away right off the top no kidding. Yes, and Burt Reynolds was already making a million, so that left basically three point three million to do this. Wow! The movie grossed in U.S. and Canada mm-hmm. worldwide. It says here one hundred and twenty-six million seven hundred thirty-seven thousand four hundred twenty-eight dollars. Yeah, I'd say they made a little money on that. Uh, they made <laughs> quite a bit of money. Is that lifetime earnings? I wonder what. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Not lifetime what? earnings. That's just gross worldwide when they okay, made the yeah, movie. That's gross box office, right? Yeah, gross yeah. box office. Um, I, well, I have to find out about it before we end the show what the what the gross lifetime earnings We can We can definitely try and find it now. And just yeah. what, when it comes to the movie, now, how Needham, <clears throat> he kind of claims in the DVD documentary they could barely run all the cars they had towards the end of the film's production. Right. They had three Trans Am cars that were used in the movie, is what they said originally. Then there was, it was kind of heavily rumored it was more closer to 12. Yeah. I don't know which is true and which is not. Right. But uh, each people claim different things. And this, uh, this made the Trans Am, the Pontiac Trans Am, a superstar of cars among people. Well, that particular, that 6.6 liter, no doubt, dude, that thing is a beast. Yes, it was. I mean, uh, Trans Am sales jumped from 68,745 in 1977 to 93,341 in 78. And just one year later, it swelled up to 117,108 units sold. There you go. And Based off that movie. They, they just recently, within the past three or four years, uh, did a Chevy Camaro homage uh, yes. to look, look at the Bandit car. Oh, it was sharp too. And you were talking about that that six point six liter. You can see Bandit shifting the Trans Am. Mm-hmm. Um, while most Trans Ams had an automatic transmission at the time, the car in the film had a four speed manual, which was available with the optional TA six point six liter V eight engine. Yeah, I mean that's some displacement, dude. I mean that's crazy. It's a monster of a car. I mean, I I would love to have that car. That's that's one of the cars on my. I want cars list. If I right, was to right. them. I mean, you know, we're always talking general Lee and you know the kit car stuff like that. Right. But mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, the bandit car, no doubt. Yeah, definitely would love that. Well, you know, a replica, uh, I think one of the replicas sold for 300, 300 and change. Yeah. And you know, most of the, the ones that were left all got smashed, but one, I think, and that mm-hmm. was the one that was used for photo purposes. Yeah. 
Uh, and I mean that it's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I know they weren't running. Yeah, I mean, I know they weren't running or anything, but they could have been repaired and you know redone and all that good stuff. People would have bought them just for restoration projects, and but they took them to a compactor and that's it. Oh, yeah. And that was at the request of Pontiac. They wanted it done that way. Right. But still, I can't, I don't know why. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I started to say a lot of stars. It's not like a lot of stars, but I mean, a great cast, though. Yeah. Burt and Reynolds. well, at the, time, at, at the time, I don't think it got too much bigger than Burt. Well, right. Burt Reynolds uh, and Jackie Gleason. I mean, two huge names right there right mm-hmm. off the bat. Sally Field. Uh, she was just coming into her own, basically. Right. I think at that point in time, was she not? Because her biggest movie came after this, the the first big movie she did anyway. Well, so that she got nominated for something on. Now, she'd already done some other things, but I mean, I think as far as movies go. Yeah. And I remember something about her, uh, something about her taking this role because she had been dubbed as the ugly girl. I remember something about that. I'll, I'll have to find that little tidbit. Uh, afterwards but it seems to me like i watched her it's not it's not gator is it no it's not gator mccluskey uh, she was in i think she was in that movie was it gator mccluskey she was in four movies with, with burt reynolds no oh uh, no wait hold on maybe it, maybe it was hooper not count hooper was a hooper hit that hooper was the stunt man yeah she, she was in hooper uh, okay but she had done she had done the flying nun the flying nun's what made her famous the flying nun the flying she, nun. Was, she did the Gidget TV show. I remember watching that at my grandma's house. Right. And then she did the flying nun. Right. And then I, I'm so Marcus Welby, MD. No, Sybil. Sybil, where she was the crazy chick. Because that's why I, I always use the joke. I say, yeah, it's weather by Sybil around here. Yes, Sybil, the TV miniseries. Yeah. 1976. She, had, she, had she did that just before Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, she had multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then she went on and did Hooper. Now, uh, Norma Ray was the one that I think she got nominated for. Okay. I believe that was it. And then, of course, she did Smoking the Bandit 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is that the uh, see, Smoking the Bandit 2, Hooper, Smoking the Bandit? There's one more she did with him. What's the other one? It, it might have been Gator McCluskey. So well, she did. They did both. They did Smoking the Bandit too, as well. Was he in? Was he in Murphy's Romance? Mm, was that a Burt Reynolds? Know. I don't remember that one. I don't know, but uh, either way it goes. She did four movies with him. I know for sure. Yeah. Um. No, that was uh James Garner in Murphy's Romance. Okay. Rockford Files. James and Rockford she himself. Was, she was Foa's mama. She showed it care a lot about his schooling. <laughs> she was she was the mother for Forrest Gump that is true I mean she's had okay, so she had a good a good career when she was in her, in her youth no doubt yeah absolutely uh, Even I, I don't know older, she, was Aunt, she was Aunt May in, in our Spider-Man well I'm, I'm, I'm saying I don't think she had much of a downtime really uh, she's been pretty much I'm looking at her list of credentials throughout the mm. years so um Let's go back down. Let's let's leave off at Smoking Demanded 2, okay? Uh, back Roads, Absence of Malice, uh, a TV movie, All the Way Home, Kiss Me Goodbye, mm-hmm. Places in the Heart, Murphy's Romance, Surrender, Punchline, Steel Magnolias, Not Without My I Daughter. Steel Magnolias. Yes. Yeah, well, I remember Punchline, too. That was uh, She was like a, a comedian, female mm-hmm. comedian. Uh, Not Without My Daughter was supposed to be a, a fairly big movie for her, too. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, Mrs. Doubtfire. She, she played Miranda Hillard. She was the cat in Homeward Bound. I remember that. She was sassy. Right. And like I said, Mrs. Doubtfire, she played the kid's mother in that. Uh, Forrest Gump, you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Eye for an Eye. Of course, Homeward Bound 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go further this, up. She, she was in this movie, too, uh, with uh, Natalie Portman and uh, Ashley Judd. Uh, something about the Walmart baby. I remember oh, that. Yeah. Walmart yeah. baby. I can't think of the name of that movie off the top of my head. That's you a good movie So she was in Amazing baby. Spider-Man, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Aunt May. That was the one with Andrew Garfield, though, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yep. I was thinking Yeah, because in Toby, Aunt May was way older. I yeah. think. 
Yeah, she was Mary Todd Lincoln, too. And she's in the new 80 for Brady movie that I've been hearing is hilarious that I hadn't watched yet. I haven't seen it either, but haven't on to the it, next to be honest with you. How about Jerry Reed? And oh, well, she got the gold Jerry. mine. She got the gold mine and I got the shaft. I got I the shaft. Love that song. It's <laughs> right down the middle and they gave it a bit of half. Is that not, <laughs> when I first heard it, that song cracked me up. Oh man, that, that song is hilarious. He's just like, got this knack for telling stories in a song like that. Oh, Jerry yeah. Reed, man, it, folk music. Jerry Reed's irreplaceable. I mean, when he, only like, know so, him if they know him, you know. So the, the song is it called the Gold Mine or is it called the Shaft? I forget which. She got the Gold Mine. Is it, it's called She Got the Gold Mine. Okay, mm-hmm. she got the Gold Mine, and I got so the Shaft. You got between that and Eastbound. It now Eastbound and Down became his uh, biggest hit of all time. Oh, for um, sure. Hal Needham asked Jerry Reed to write a theme song for the film. Okay, mm-hmm. so Jerry Reed picks up an acoustic guitar and starts playing it for him, and uh, Needham has him to just stop, to stop. And um, thinking that Needham didn't like it, Reed offered to rewrite the song, to which Needham replied, "If you change one note, I'll kill you." <laughs> <laughs> right. He said the song went on to become one of Reed's biggest hits, and I, I can believe it's, it's such a it's a great song. It's fun. Of course, it, the only thing I think of when I hear it, I think of this movie right off the bat. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, you have to. But it's a fun song, though, too, at yeah. the same time. I love Guitar Man and When You Hot, You Hot. When You Hot, You Hot. Oh, yeah. When You Not, You Not. He was he was so much fun all the time. Now, do you remember him being on the Scooby-Doo movies cartoon? Yes, I do. I remember they used, they, used, do. they used to go for an hour every day, Scooby-Doo movies. Yep. Uh, well, when they came on, it was like a weekly thing at first, but then it would start repeating every day. They start showing them. And uh, he was playing, of course, singer-songwriter Jerry Reed on there. And his big yep. hit on the song was Pretty Mary Sunshine, I think it was. <laughs> he'd be singing on there for them to find him when he was locked up somewhere. Um, so it's, let's see if he's you done remember, many. You remember Amos Moses, the Cajun that could trap, a, he could trap the biggest, meanest alligator and use just one hand? No, I don't remember that. Oh, you got to look up Amos Moses after this, man. Amos I'm gonna, I'm gonna Moses have is to. a great song, too. I want to have to for sure. Uh, do you okay? So he's been on some very fun things. I'm, I'm just looking at his list of credits to make sure I don't miss anything here, but I'm just going to start with Smoking a Bandit and just go mm-hmm. from there. Um, you got Concrete oh, Cowboys, we're doing good Jerry, Jerry Reed, yeah, Jerry okay. Reed. So, movie credentials, we well, well, movies, movies, and TV over the years, just some, some keynotes, basically. I mean. Uh, of course, okay. uh, Smokey the now, Bandit. I know he was in Gator McCluskey. McCluskey. It was the movie called Gator McCluskey or just called Gator? It's, it's called Gator, but his name's Gator McCluskey. Okay. McCluskey. You kept saying McCluskey. I'm thinking, am I thinking of a different movie? Was it called? No, it's just just... called Gator. And he was on he... Mama's Family. I remember that. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> we, was talking, we was talking about Mama's Family the other day in the in the '80s. Remember, yeah. we was talking about '80s sitcoms. Leonard Oates was he, he was um Naomi's uh, first husband. Yeah. I remember on the episode of Mama's Family when he came back into town trying to win her over and um uh, <laughs> uh, what was the the husband's name uh, M- Mama's son was it? Oh lord, I don't remember. Oh, oh, Vince. V- Vincent? Yeah, Vin- Vincent. Vince. Okay. Cuz she called Naomi. Him, she called him Vin sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was some of the goofiest I remember shows. he was red in the water boy too. I was going to bring that up as well up here. Uh, Bat 21. Do you see Bat 21? He was in that. Yeah, I didn't see that. Colonel George Walker. Um, BL Stryker was a TV series. He played a character, Bill. Evening Shade. In a couple, like one episode there. Uh, he doesn't have a, a, a long list of movie credentials. Mm-hmm. But he's had some, you know, some, some funny roles. I, I love him. Fun. I love him in The Water Boy. <laughs> no doubt the the, the b-hole uh head coach of the opposite team for those yeah. of y'all that don't might not realize jerry's one of them that he's a he's a timepiece. you know what i mean he's a he's famous among among people that from i guess that era or that knew him you know if you see him anywhere you're like oh my god that's jerry yeah jerry reed uh, he's, a, he's the one who did uh, the water boy with a uh, picture when he was mad about something a lot of the time. Right, yeah, yeah. He'd get mad when he'd tell him, 
water boy you're fired <laughs> water sucks <laughs> water sucks um i think you know i used to think when that movie came out they were trying to make fun of florida state and bobby bowden right if you think about it back then how bobby bowden was he was so outgoing and everything and um the it was the same colors that florida state wore right and i said that was let me think they were making fun of them in a way they might have been who knows but uh jerry Shut reed up. my in my my memories always be more known for his music and uh smoking a bandit more than anything else so yeah music and snowman for sure yeah so now we talked about people's and he was the bandit in was it uh smoking the bandit three he drove the car he did. He was the one playing the role of the bandit, but it was because yep. he was uh, he was still snowman, but he mm-hmm. was masquerading as bandit. Right. He was faking it. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't Stole remember why. Now, to something. be honest with you, I can't remember because I, I didn't like that one very much. Not gonna lie, it was Me not either. one of my favorite movies at all. I if there mean. if there was a hey if there was a downside if there was a rhinestone for Jerry Reed that <laughs> would be it. Yes, that would I, be honestly, I mean it was it's worth watching just because of Jackie Gleason, but honestly, I don't think the second one recreated the magic in any way either. No. No, but it, it it was still okay. It just wasn't This is one of those movie series where it's a prime example of the original movie is the best. And it, it's it's nonstop. It is nonstop hilarity. And it just, I mean, man, do you think they could get away? You think, you think Jerry, Jackie Gleason would be canceled these days? <laughs> yes. Oh my yes. God. Like for example, in the, the part of the movie where they are wanting them to set up a roadblock and the sheriff tells him, you're realize you're out of your jurisdiction, sir. Right. And uh, I think we can handle this further. Well, we've got this taken care of. Right. And then uh, they end up getting knocked off the, this is where the bandit jumps the bridge. Yeah, and, and they, uh, they, yeah, they slow the car down, and the car falls yes. down. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then Jackie Gleason comes up behind them, and he bumps their tailgate or their their bumper, and knocks, knocks them, them you know nose first down to the creek. So the the deputy looks at the sheriff, goes, "Wasn't my fault. I didn't wreck it." And he's like, "Oh, shut up," or something. <laughs> and they look up there, and, and this and, is a six foot, probably four, African American sheriff. Yes. So when he gets up there, you yeah. see, uh, you Jackie Gleason's like, "Where's your sheriff, boy?" Yeah. And he, he tells goes, him, he goes, he "I his, am the sheriff." It was so crazy the way he did it, though. Like he pulled his glasses off and looked and said, "Hey, boy, <laughs> <laughs> where's like, sheriff oh, so and so?" He's like, "You're looking at him." He goes, "Oh, uh, well." Then he turned around and walked he, away. But hold on, hold on. Before he does it, he's like, "You sounded taller." On the radio, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, can, you can during the time this was filmed. This is uh, showcasing, you know, some of those, uh, you know, I guess you could say deep south feelings that some people probably still had back in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, he turned around from, and went back to the car, and when he got in the car, he goes, "What the hell is the world coming to?" <laughs> yeah, like he was uh, shocked that the, the the sheriff was a black sheriff. Um, I'm just thinking, <laughs> what, what was that a nod toward Blazing Saddles? Possibly, I don't I know. I felt like it was, you know what I mean? A black I mean, sheriff, who knows? And then he, when he was talking about, when he was talking about the uh, talking about a poon hanging around, <laughs> god, body, dude, that's that dude is the funniest. I mean, it's just too much. Uh, the fact that he just improvised all that stuff and I, you found the uh, clip i told you about right where he dressed up as buford t justice again and kind of uh drops in on that little oh, bash yeah. for burt reynolds oh yeah that's a funny clip right there on its own um yeah i told cra- you kind of crashed the party yeah i love how I, the movie starts out like it starts out with him are putting those boys in cuffs on the side of the road and he's giving them that good speech yeah and like was Arrest it, yourself. It was, Sally, was it Sally Field to come by? Something come or he got a call. No, they were looking. They were looking for the Trans Am already. Were they? Yeah, she had already been picked up and got into a Trans Am. She had stopped. Uh, someone saw her getting into a car with a Trans Am with somebody taking off. That's right. Well, anyway, he he told the boys he had a car coming, and before he said he's he goes, and don't go home, <laughs> and don't eat, and don't play with yourself. It wouldn't like <laughs> nice on my highway. 
Oh, you can think about it, but don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he leaves, the one kid's like, I'm getting out of here. And the other one goes, I don't know about you. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, they stayed. He kicked him. He kicked him right in the tail. For that was an attention getter. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, he he needed the first one between the legs. Yeah. And the, he's he's doubled over. Oh, he goes arrest yourself. <laughs> he turns around, <laughs> gets against the car. He looks at the other two, and they immediately turn around real quick. Man. He kicks them both in the butt. And he's like, "Now that's what you call an attention getter." <laughs> I love too when they're headed home. I love that there's a there's a good little stretch of 85 um, between Georgia and South Carolina right here that they film that mm-hmm. film some of the chasing on. Yeah, I, I love knowing that. I love it that every time I go to Georgia, or I'm down around Townville. That you know, I'm I'm looking at this highway like, yeah, check it out, man. This is where Smoking the Bandit film Smoking the Bandit right here. That makes two. That makes two films that. Uh, Bert has been in South Carolina for in because they filmed some of Deliverance right here on the Chattooga River right down here at Bull Sluice, about an hour and a half from my house. When you drive down that road, you think about smoking a bandit, do you put the hammer down? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, we hammer down. And the talk in this movie, the the radio lingo going on nonstop, it gives mm-hmm. me giggles sometimes. I mean, because... I just, I mean, I, I wish I could remember it word for word how they do it. I haven't watched it so many times. I can remember all that stuff word for word. I know some of it, you know, like they got the 10 100s, the 10 200, talking mm-hmm. about the choke and puke, which is the, the restaurant, oh, yeah. I guess they're going into. Choke and puke. Um, we used to have They're talking about up. having like a, uh, what was the, um, a county mounty in the plain white wrapper or something like that. That's an unmarked. Plain yeah, white rappers are Then you got you got the county mounting. The county mounting is not it, that's county that's sheriff's department, right? And uh, what was it? Just the Smokies, uh, water bottles. Water bottles were tanker trucks. Um, the your Browns. What was it? They had something for Browns too. Those were those were the state troopers. The state trooper had his own name, and doggone, they had the city yeah, because my my grandfather quit building back when Fireball Roberts and uh, Ralph Earnhardt and Kel Yarbrough and everyone was was doing NASCAR. My my grandfather built engines, and he quit building engines at Na- in NASCAR because back then there wasn't any money in it uh, to drive a truck. And I remember hearing him talk about it too, and learning some of the lingo when I was younger. And we used to have we had pages, we had like two or three pages. So we always had like a we didn't have a scanner. We had a straight up C V set up in the house. And then so we had codes. We had police codes and then we had trucker codes and then we had like lingo. And it was all on like a notebook paper hung up on the wall. Yeah. You know, truckers hated the fact that uh CBs were starting to get popular after this movie because people were getting them put in all the cars and they yeah. would look for truckers on the road and see if they could recognize them so they could try out their CB lingo on them and everything and <laughs> right. ask, them to, ask them to honk the horns and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, why'd they ever bring that out? I had a CB in my Nova. My first car I had was a Chevy Nova. I had a CB in that. I really? I did. I can lie, I did. Yeah. I'd get on there at night sometimes and just mess with them. When I say mess with them, I mean I would do stupid stuff to mess with them. Right. Of course, after I seen that movie... Um, <laughs> Uh, was it called Candy Cane? Candy Cane. Is that what it was? That the movie called? Jo- Not the movie's Joyride. Joyride. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, though. Paul Walker. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're making fun of that guy. You could bring me a bottle of pink champagne. It's <laughs> my favorite. I love that guy because that, you know that that's Buffalo Bill too. Is it? That's Buffalo Bill. Oh yeah, the same guy played Buffalo Bill that played uh, did that voice, and he was also Brian's boss. We got to get Dom Toretto, Brian. <laughs> that that was that was Buffalo Bill. I remember watching that movie Joyride and thinking to myself, "Boy, I guess it's a good thing I wasn't out on the open road messing with those truckers, then, isn't it?" Because I twenty four. I-24, where I live, go at uh, the house I lived in, if you mm-hmm. were in the air, like a helicopter or something going from my house to the interstate, it's like very, very close. I mean, like less than a mile uh, mm-hmm. by air travel to the interstate where it would cross by there. So I could mm-hmm. pick up I-24 right there with the truckers going through and everything, and we would mess with them hard sometimes. I've, I had a friend get her with me, and we just laugh and make fun of them. 
we'd sit there and do stupid stuff like we're Millie Vanilli on the on the CB or something and talking <laughs> some Jamaican voice or something. Right. And uh, tell them that we're not li- that we're not lip syncing on this CB. We're talking for real. We are real. We are for back real, in, man. <laughs> we are for real. But see, back in the day too. Now you used to have back when everything was analog and you had gauges and needles and dials. They could triangulate you. Like they would they would follow your signal strength and they they had they could run you down. <laughs> It well, happened a lot of times. I mean, and that, that's something I still wouldn't mind having in a vehicle, honestly. I mean, uh, it's actually a very helpful thing to have in a car. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, CBs have good range on them if you've got a good setup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if anything, just keeping um, while you're on long road trips or something, it's good for that. I mean, you have hold conversations with people, listen to the chatter going on, seeing what right. people are talking about and stuff. I mean, it's actually not a bad way to go. Yeah, kind of cool. Um, you know, you know what else I loved about this movie too is that? Um, being our age. I came up right at the tail end of that running from the law stupidity, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's how I learned how to drive. I, I mean, that's I learned how to drive on dirt roads and over here uh, on Donaldson Center, and you know, learning the roads real good. And when you cops get after you, you, hit them good turns and shut your lights off in the middle of the night and keep on rolling. And, you know what I mean? You used to turn down the first side road you see, the one's going to connect with three or four others that you can take if you need to. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like you said, pulling in somebody's driveway and turn your lights off like you belong mm-hmm. there and they drive right yeah, on past. Not that smart. I did that in case my mother's listening. Not that I right. did that at all. <laughs> no kidding. You had to be smart too because you didn't want to throw up a sideways in a gravel driveway. Gravel driveway would leave that dust from the dust yeah. out of it and had no use there. Uh-huh. But I, I love the timepiece. I love timepiece stuff too, and this is really a reflection of how life was just freer back then. You know what I mean? Like the the yeah. cur- the the the, uh, the parties that they were having, and then you know hitchhiking on the side of the road. And I mean, God knows how many people really did disappear back then, but it wasn't as you know, I mean, people hitchhiked across the country thousands of times back in the sixties and seventies. You know. Now, I'm going to tell you something I didn't realize. Uh, we were talking about some of the things that some of the others done in the past, uh, some of these stars. Uh, going back mm-hmm. to Burt Reynolds, we didn't really touch on Burt Reynolds because we just know he's been in a lot of good movies. Yeah. But bringing awesome. him up, I did not know. You you probably know this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many of the people out there listening know this, but uh, an old TV show in the Even 60s. Oh, no, okay, in the 60s, a TV show, it's a Western. Mm. He played a character for three years. Do you know what we're it not, is? We're not talking about Bonanza, are we? No, sir, we're not. But same time ring. Rawhide? Oh, well, I guess Bonanza was out in the 60s, wasn't it? I don't remember. Um, Gunsmoke. Yeah, heck yeah. Gunsmoke. Oh, B, he was on Gunsmoke. He was Quint. Really? Yes, Quint was part Indian. I'll be. If you don't, if you don't remember, go to YouTube and just, uh, you know, YouTube. Uh, yeah, I'd have Gunsmoke. to watch it because I yeah. remember, I remember Marshall Dale and the Miss Kitty, and, uh, but I don't remember all the characters. And I guess he would have been, he would have been pretty young. To, uh, he was, he was young. He was there during the black and white versions of the show, <clears throat> not during the color versions when they had colorized I, everything. He did a lot of that stuff too. He did. It seems like he did a couple of things too because I remember Young Guns. Making fun of the Navajo stuff. My buddy well, Raymond had the movie Navajo Joe. I was until you in '66. He was Navajo Joe. Yes. Yeah. So we used to make fun of that. We used to call my buddy Raymond Navajo, but that's because he loved Young Guns and he he had uh, the Navajo. He uh, who was it? Billy uh, Billy Jack. Mm-hmm. I'm about to put the left side of my foot up against the right yeah. side of your head. Yeah. So him and Dagum Navajo Joe, and so yeah, that's what well, a, a lot of Navajo people are Joe. here. A lot of you people are hearing you say that, and they're like, wait, wasn't that Major Pain? <laughs> right. <laughs> that Heck quote yeah. was in Major Pain, but he said, don't give me none of that Billy Jack BS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did, a, he did a lot of stuff. Like I said, I remember his, the, I've saw him in Navajo Joe just because my buddy had the movie, but the, the first thing I remember him in, and I, it's younger than what I would have remembered him in, but um, the earliest movie I can think of would have been Deliverance. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was, he was, that's the youngest I can remember seeing him. He was very, 
he was very busy through the sixties doing stuff. Anything from TV shows to some movies, uh, TV series, 12 o'clock high flipper branded operation. CIA was a movie Gunsmoke, twilight zone, Perry Mason. Route he 66. did the original longest yard. Yes, he did. He did. Uh, he was in the, uh, eh, we'll pass on that. He was in shark. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I'm skipping over quite a few things because no one might know him. I know I don't recognize him. TV, it was right. a TV series called Dan August. He was Lieutenant Dan August. Okay. Went for 26 episodes, 70 to 71. Deliverance was 72. Um, Seamus in 73. White Lightning in 73. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? You know uh, White Lightning, don't you? Yeah. You know what? I well, I'm sure you we, know what White Lightning is, but you know we might get around here. <laughs> I was waiting on that. White you, Lightning. But you, uh, do you know the premise of White Lightning? What it's about? Do you know who, what his character name was in it? That's the first Gator movie. Exactly. Yes, Bobby Gator McCluskey. Yeah, that's the first Gator movie. Because I remember watching Gator and and uh, my dad and his friend Billy uh, put me on White Lightning because White Lightning was the first. Gator movie, and I think there's three Gator movies, but I can't be sure. Well, let's see. There was uh, White Lightning, then there was Gator for Gator McCluskey. I see that. Uh, White Lightning was done in 73, Gator was done in 76. Okay, uh, you got funny enough, he's a movie called Nickelodeon. He plays someone named Buck Greenway. Ain't that something? And there was a channel called Nickelodeon, and there was a movie called Nickelodeon. Right. Uh, Semi Tough played Billy Clyde Puckett. Uh, Hooper. Hooper was awesome. That's the only movie I remember. I can ever remember seeing. Um, uh, Hulk from Airwolf. Yeah. Jam Michael played, Vincent played Sharky in Sharky's Machine. Yeah. JJ McClure in the Cannonball Run. Yep. Love the Cannonball Run, by the way. The best little whorehouse in hey, Texas. Tell you what, it took us a while to get to Smoky the Bandit. We're going to hit Cannonball Run before it's over with. Oh, for sure. Uh, Stroker Ace. Stroker Ace was awesome. He was actually had a bit part in Six Pack. He didn't star in it, but he was the man walking in front of Brewster and Lila. He's uncredited in the movie, but it's oh, him. Okay. You skipped right over Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. I did. My bad. Sheriff Ed Earl Dodd. You got something against Dolly turning people into singers. Oh, not at all. I mean, I don't think that happened that's, in that movie. It's actually Rhinestone. Yeah. I got something against that, though. But it's got Dolly <laughs> yes. in it. Well, that, that's that's the highlight of the movie. Right. Yeah. So, Cannonball Run 2 with the new Mike Hammer. He made uh, one episode in the TV series. He's un- he's uncredited in that, too, though. So, you know um, what else? You the, know what else? Hold on. We can't run past this. He was Charlie in All Dogs Go to Heaven. You know, I did not know that. He was the voice of Charlie. Show enough. That was one Let's of my see. that was one of my mood cartoons growing up. Stick and Heat are two more movies I remember that uh we had around the house. I never really watched them really, but uh as well as Rent a Cop. I wasn't a huge Clint Eastwood fan yeah, in the eighties. Now he any of those. If it's his comedies, I liked them, but I wasn't big on like some of the cop type when did, deals he when did, did. When did Clint Eastwood do comedy in the eighties? Cannonball Run, Cannonball <laughs> Run Two. What I, I say? What I say? You said Clint. Eastwood. Oh my God! I said Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I'm did. looking at something over here, and I'm I was going to let it slide, but then I was oh. like, No, I can't. See, that might get edited out. Who knows? (laughs) Perhaps we'll leave this blooper in. Uh, I was looking at something on the screen, and it's got Clint Eastwood on there, so I said Clint Eastwood looking at it when I was trying to say Burt Reynolds. (laughs) I remember him showing up on WKRP one time, too, to pick up Lonnie Anderson. Like, from the station, like, they were dating, because they they were, were were they married in real life? They were dating, I know. I don't but know if they were married or not. He was on the show. I might have been a couple of times. I don't know, but I distinctly remember him being on WKRP. 1993. In the new WKRP in Cincinnati in 93 for one episode. Yeah, he came and picked. That's what it was. He came and picked up Lonnie Anderson for dinner or something. Yeah. Now, he did Cop and a Half. I remember watching that. I vaguely that, remember that one. A small kid doing a ride along with him or something mm-hmm. like that. It wasn't. It wasn't really a great movie, but it was okay. He was Otter Bob in a Sinbad movie. 
And I have not seen another Gator McCluskey. I've looked, but I haven't, I have not seen another one. Right. So uh, some more recent movies in the 90s that people may remember. He was the congressman in Striptease with Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Uh, Boogie Nights. He was in that. I don't remember. Not, I remember being Boss Hogg in the Dukes of Hazard remake, which is too right. Which is kind of funny because, like I mentioned earlier, three of the people from the Dukes of Hazard was in Smoking the Bandit. This movie we had John Schneider, we had Sonny Schroyer, uh, and well, John Schneider, Bo Duke, yeah, Sonny Schroyer played Ina Strait, and we had Ben Jones that played Cooter. Yeah. Now John Schneider, you don't really see him. He's in the background of one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearing a cowboy hat and all this stuff. So you probably wouldn't notice him. I don't remember what Ben Jones was doing. Sonny Schroyer was a motorcycle cop that pulled snowman over. So that's what he was doing. And then later on, like you said, he went on and played boss hog in the Dukes of Hazard movie, mm-hmm. which I was not a huge fan of, by the way. Oh, I love the, the Dukes of Hazard movie. I was not really much of a fan of it. It had its parts, you know, but you know me, I'm always a stickler for wanting things to stay as close to the same as they can. Yeah. And you got Willie Nelson playing Uncle Jesse, not the same kind of Uncle Jesse you're used to from the TV mm-hmm. series. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember Uncle Jesse smoking weed from Apple. Uh, No, not really. You don't remember him doing a lot of stuff that Bert was going was on in, in there. Bert was also, he was he was in a, Without a Paddle, because I remember that was the but he was in a great TV show called Nightshade. And, yes. and well, I believe he's a football coach in it. Let's see. Night, um, I can't remember, but it, I, it was a good show. It was a really good show. No, Evening Shade. Evening Shade, not Nightshade. Evening Shade. Uh, in Evening Shade, he played Wood Newton. That's all it says. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if he was Seems a like coach, was I don't remember. Co- I believe he was a coach. I never really watched the show, so I can't tell you. Exactly what he did. Yeah. Uh, Mystery Alaska. That was a great movie for me. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played the judge. Mm-hmm. So we got him in the X Files. The X Files. That's the TV series one episode. I see that now. My oh, bad. really? I'll be. He did do a voice in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm-hmm. I can like hear games. that. All you GTA fans out there. I can see that. I can see There's that. There's uh, Without a Pedal. Pedal. Without a Paddle right there. Without a Paddle. That movie is hilarious. The Longest Yard remake. You played the coach, Nate Scarborough. Okay. There you go. Luck that one. So, I mean, he's been, you know, in quite a few things, without right. a doubt. You know, more, I mean, he's not, it's not like his later roles he played were, you know, like Emmy winning roles or anything like that or, very memorable yeah, yeah. movie sometimes, but it was it, he still stayed busy to say the least. Yeah, Jackie Gleason, famous yeah, for the honeymoon, is really the, we'll move on to the real star of the show. Yeah, I mean, he, he's more famous for the honeymooners than anything, I think. But smoking the bandit makes Buford T. Justice look like a possum's pal. <laughs> what if all right, if someone was to ask you today, they, they put out there, I know you get all these quotes from smoking the bandit, but. Today's show, you know, not even in the picture. Let's not even think about doing this show. If I come up to you today and I said to you, I said, uh, Jackie Gleason, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Beautiful T. Justice. That's for you. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is the Honeymooners. And see, the the Honeymooners is way back in my mind because the second thing that comes to my mind was when he played Minnesota Flats um, with Paul Newman in The Hustler. Yeah. Was he a, was he not also in the toy with Richard Pryor? He may man. I think I he played the that. father to the boy. That's been a, oh man, that's been a long time since I saw the toy. Wow, I've forgotten about that movie. Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen it in a oh, while, you man. need to watch it. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. And I believe he was. Yeah, yeah, Jackie Gleason. I, yeah, he was the the boy's dad. I'm pretty sure it was. Do you know where yeah. Buford T. US, Justice came US from? Bates. Uh, that was somebody that uh, 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 Burt Reynolds' daddy or uncle knew. Like his dad. His dad. His dad was the chief of police in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. And um, <laughs> some of uh, Jackie Gleason's uh, Buford T. Justice's 
the way he acts and everything, he got right. some of that from Burt Reynolds' father too. The way he was, how Burt Reynolds described him as a sheriff, mm-hmm. he 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 took some of that and integrated it into the character, which I thought was kind of cool too. No, especially doubt. the way he says one thing. Uh, one thing. Yeah, the way he one says thing. one thing in particular. When whenever he says, "Where are you, dumb bitch?" Oh, when he, yeah. When he says that, that's how Burt Reynolds' father apparently used to say it. So he, he puts that I out there know. several times. I love the roadblock. I don't know how he got through. Well, you stupid son bitches couldn't close an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, two people in this movie, uh, Pat McCormick and Paul Williams. They play Big Enos and Little Enos. I was telling you earlier, I seen them on an episode of Fall Guy and could not pick out where I seen those guys from anywhere. And I'm like, the same two guys. I've seen them in something, and I watched this movie again last night for the first time in a while, and it struck me. I said, there they are. That's right. the ones I couldn't remember. But, I, just for a second, let's give uh, let's give Junior his props, Mr. Mike Henry. Oh, we got to. Who played Junior. 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 What would you no like, Junior? Would you no also, I like some hush puppies, Daddy. We ain't got time for that. Stupid son, bitch. <laughs> There's no way, no way you come from my loins. The first thing I'm going to do when I get home is punch your mama in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, 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 I just said his name, uh, Mike Henry. Mike Henry. Yeah. Mike Henry, this dude, to have been playing, you know, the. Uh, I, well, what would you call that one? Uh, special needs, almost <laughs> like on the verge of. Oh gosh, I mean, he was <laughs> like very he was very simple minded. He was very um simple minded. Uh, what's the guy's name in Beverly Hillbillies? Jethro. Jeth. He's very Jethro like almost. He was very Jethro. He probably could have made a good Jethro. Probably could have. Dude played in. I've seen these movies on the Sunday Disney Movie Time. Mm-hmm. I remember those. This dude was Sergeant. Well, okay, let me start with those movies. That's Tarzan. He was Tarzan and Tarzan and Jungle Boy, Tarzan and the Great River, Tarzan and the Valley of Gold. So he's Tarzan at least three times. Right. He was uh, he was uh, Sergeant Kowalski in the Green Berets, which I was like, what? Because I've watched that movie. I've seen that movie quite a few times too. Uh, uh, he was Creole Jim in the old Daniel Boom TV series. Uh, and. What else was it that was impressive to me? Uh, I, I don't know how many people have seen Soylent Green, but he was Kolozik in Soylent Green. I can't say and I've seen that one. Soylent Green is a funky one. That's about him feeding us roaches. Not really, but I mean, but yeah, it's um, corporations controlling. Like, if you want to see something that really will mess you up? Go watch Soylent Green, a movie that was made like back in the 60s or something, 50s even. I don't remember. And it's about corporate takeover of our, of our government, I mean, of our um, country. It's, it's pretty wild. It's almost like watching a so Twilight. So basically, what's going movie. on today, you're saying? Pretty much. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, this guy did all kinds of stuff. He, he was, uh, a lot more than Junior. <laughs> Daddy? <laughs> the <laughs> way he's... Okay, so when the top gets knocked off the car... Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm just, let me just, let me just, just do this. So I know you got too many to mention because we're, we're at the 48-minute mark, and we're, we, we've we been trying to keep these closer to an hour here lately. Right. What's one of your favorite parts of the movie? Do you have just a favorite part, or is it kind of a, <laughs> a tie between a couple... It's a tie between a couple of them, but if I had to only choose one, only one, it's the whole dialogue, though. From the moment he says, you want something, Junior? And he says, some hush puppies, Daddy. We ain't got no time for that. And then it flicks to him. He smacks his hand down on the counter. He says, I need a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper and make Uh-oh. it fast. I'm Uh-oh. in a hurry. You're backwards. He says that first. Then he goes to the door and yells at Junior. Is that what it was? Yeah, he says don't it. Got he, no time for that. He does that first, and he runs back to the door and says, "Do you want anything?" And he says, "Some hush puppies, Daddy." Yeah, he ain't got time then, for that. Then he, he turns around and comes back, and she starts putting out the sandwich and the drink for him. 
and he's sitting next to the bandit who starts the conversation with him then exactly and then the bandit the bandit's like somebody chasing you or who's after <laughs> you i forgot exactly what it was he said to him he's like turn around let me say ain't nobody chasing me boy <laughs> i'm in hot pursuit of a maniac he says some other words but we don't want we're going to keep it a family show but man it's hilarious the the mom and like like i said that entire interaction there when he come out of the office i mean out of the bathroom and he had the yes. toilet paper stuck to his leg and yes. he him, and it's a, a healthy woman and he turned around he's like he's like cleaning his glasses and he goes <laughs> nice nice ass <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> that right, whole so interaction right there is probably look, my favorite part of the movie. Okay. <laughs> I, I while that is a great part of the movie, no doubt. I like that one also. I'll go ahead and go with a different part. And this is kind of ongoing to the movie. When they end up going underneath a tractor trailer and ducking down so they don't get beheaded, right. the whole top part of the car gets taken off. Right. So the rest of the time they're going down the road. Junior is over there holding his hat on his head where it won't fly off his head because he won't take he won't take his hat off. He leaves it on and he's having Junior oh, holding. So he's holding Buford's on. Right. So when they get out of the yeah. car to walk over to him, he puts his hand back up and starts holding it again. <laughs> yeah. And he's the sheriff stops and looks at him, just gives him this look like <laughs> idiot. Yeah, he's just it's like he's thinking that he doesn't say it. And he goes. Like, let's go real quick like oops you know that that, that always uh, cracked me up throughout the movie there's so many things though that made me laugh and it. it's really hard to narrow it down to one if i had to pick one truly it'd be the scene you said where he's in there ordering the sandwich and he's sitting next to the bandit for a few oh, minutes man. without knowing it that uh, that's pretty so much the best fantastic. of the best i got a good did you know before we get out of here too um yeah. before we start wrapping it up um Alfred Hitchcock's daughter, Patricia, revealed that every Wednesday her father would screen films on the lot in his office. And mm-hmm. the last movie that Alfred Hitchcock ever screened was Smokey and the Bandit, and he said it was his favorite film of his last few years. Yeah, she said it was like his guilty pleasure. Yeah. Doing that. The I heard something about that earlier. Daddy? No, no, you talk <laughs> about the hat. The, my, hat, my hat blew off, Daddy. Yeah, I hope your damn head was in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Oh uh, man! Oh, did you know though that? Oh, you uh, bleep that when I missed. I missed that self edit there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If I knew it was coming, I had my hand on the button. <laughs> I know, right? uh, gotta tell you to your pile of monkey nuts. <laughs> if uh, did you know though? However, Burt Reynolds was not the original person that they wanted to play the bandit. I remember that, but I can't remember who it was. Jerry I, Reed. It I, I seems like it was, I was say it seemed like it was Jerry actually. Yeah. How Needham wrote it for Jerry Reed. But when he told Burt Reynolds about it, Burt said he wanted to play bandit. So they, re, they, uh, rescripted, uh, Jerry Reed for snowman. Yeah. And of course at this, uh, one point during the movie, if you noticed, uh, Burt Reynolds, uh, breaks the fourth wall there. He's, uh, he, he looks at the camera and smiles. Yeah. He's letting people know, I know you're there. I know you're there. Um, I got something else for you here. Let me just a second, see if I can find it. A uh, quick uh, flop back to the, my guy, the voice. Candy yeah. Candy King. Yeah. His name's Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Ted Levine. And he's been in a whole slew of stuff that we don't remember or think about it being him. But it, but as soon as you hear the voice, because even when he's talking normally, it's still like <laughs> you know chasing down Dom Toretto for fifteen years, Brian. <laughs> <coughs> Apparently, I've already told you the one thing I was going to say, because uh, I've got everything covered. How about that? How's that for a fish? In the world, I'm just good that way, I guess. But I mean, it's it's a great movie to talk about. There's so many fun things in it that, man, it's just, it, it, it's got so many one-liners. We can't, we can sit here and quote this movie all night long and laugh just because you do such a good Buford D justice. (laughs) We could, we could really, it's like at the end of the movie when he's in that convertible, he gets from big Enos and little Enos and they're leaving Mm -hmm. and they see justice over there in the car. And he says, junior, he says, go over there and arrest that guy for something. Or ass. 
I forget what it was. Obstruction of justice. Obstruction of justice. I think. I can't remember. But you see Bandit. No, you know, no, like, no, 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 no. I remember. It, it, he said, apprehend that horse's ass for reckless driving. That's what it was. That's what it was. Apprehend. So then you get in the background. You see uh, Reynolds. Oh, you see uh, the, the Bandit taking the, the CB and said, uh, yeah, as a sheriff, uh, looking for a sheriff. Uh, justice out there mm-hmm. and he says and who might this be and he goes yeah this is the bandit yeah. and he gets that he gets that famous <laughs> he gets that he's so mad that's where that part come from and Heck he says yeah. well before i tell you that i'd like to just let you know i've been pursued by many a people out there and i swear you're just one of the the best there is out there i forget word for word what he says to him and then uh, Gleason, Gleason comes back and he says, well, let me say to you, Mr. Bandit. He says, thank you. And he says, let me say that you were one of the best. Was it per he pursuits? Said, he, said, he said, well, thank you, Mr. Bandit. And as the pursuer, may <laughs> I say you're the go- pure, <laughs> pure, uh, pursuee I ever pursued. That's what it was. <laughs> well, thank you. And he says, now, where are you at? He goes, well, you can't miss me. I'm right over there. I'm a tall guy wearing an ugly suit. And I got <laughs> yeah. this little guy next to me. That's so good. And then he's like, okay, after all we've been through, I can't lie to you, son. He says, look behind your left shoulder. And he looks, <laughs> and he sees the guy he was sitting next to in the in the, 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 the diner earlier in the movie. And he, I think he realizes he was right next to him the whole time talking to him, and he's so mad about it now. Heck yeah. He's going off on it. He says, he says, if you need us, he says, we'll be in uh, New England getting some chowder. <laughs> yeah. That we'll was be the over thing. here getting some chowder. They made a bet with him at the end, double or nothing. They couldn't bring some clam chowder back down from up there to come back to go with all that beer. Right. I think, and then when the second movie happens, it's not even about that. It's about something else. They're 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 uh, they're transporting an elephant or something. Yeah, the second one is. Yeah, but that hey, since, since I'm the snowman and you the bandit, well, I changed to 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 Travis T. Justice, but uh, I, I wonder something there, Mister Bandit. Me and Fr- me and Fred's got a question. Uh, you got you got what you and Fred what what you and Fred want? How, how come we're doing this? Well, why not? Well, they said it couldn't be done. Well, that's the reason, son. Well, that's good with Fred. We clear. 10-4. What'd you find that at? I just kept on looking up quotes to find from somebody besides the hint, because I can't remember anybody else's lines ever. I always remember, I remember everything Buford T. Justice said, and about the only thing I can remember Snowman saying is, uh, uh, Fred don't eat grease balls. And then I remember it was at Sally Field looked at him and said, Mr. Bandit, you got, you have a lyrical way of spouting bullshit or something like that. Cutting through bullshit or spouting bullshit or something, a lyrical way of doing it. And that's about the only quotes I remember. Another snowman, uh, another snowman bit is where, um, he sees the, somebody else has gotten in the car with Bandit. And this mm-hmm. dress, this dress goes flying back. And he says, yes. he says, what was that? What was that, son? And he goes, um, the wedding dress she was wearing. He goes, well, what's she wearing now? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Come on now. I said, what's she wearing now? Don't leave me in the dark. Didn't he say Fred, didn't he say Fred wanted to know too? Well, Fred said to so. ask, what, what's she wearing now? <laughs> uh, when he goes into the, the, the little, little bar that he stopped at many times getting food getting some hamburgers so one for him one for fred they got a bunch of bikers there that's where he yeah. talks about fred don't eat grease balls or something like yeah, that dude said, the dude said your dog bit me so they end up beating him up and tossed him out of the bar then he, ran <laughs> he over just all their motorcycles drives through all their motorcycles and runs straight over him heck yeah he just grinning on the way down the road like yeah i got the last man i love it so, all right. Well, we got to go ahead and start wrapping this up. It's been fun. Smokey demanded it. If you haven't seen it, people go out and get it. I'm not going to recommend two or three because I wouldn't put you through all that trouble. Two might right. be worthy of watching because it's still a little bit good, but it's not as great as one. One is the best from beginning to end. You Absolutely. won't regret it. 
Um, if this is your first time listening, as I said earlier, make sure you subscribe to the show. If this is your 10th or 20th time listening, what are you waiting for? Subscribe right? to the show. Uh, go to the website, www.retrolife, the number four, the letter U.com. At the top of the page, you can give us a ranking there on Podchaser. Five stars. And, um, yeah, exactly. Five stars. Uh, and, you know, if it, it helps the show out a lot, you know, makes us look good. People get curious, want to know what we're talking about. Says he's five stars. So let's just check them out. You know, the more people we get, the better. No but doubt. we're on the social medias out there. We're on uh, Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok and a little bit of Twitter, but I don't do a whole lot of it because it's just too political for me these days. Uh, check us out. Uh, follow us. Get some good behind the scenes things from some movies I put up sometimes. Here eventually, Travis, I keep saying this. We got to get on this. We're going to have some more videos and stuff on YouTube that stretch out beyond the movies. We're going to cover some TV shows, some music, mm -hmm. some toys, yeah, yeah. collectibles. I have some fun stuff for you. Um, hopefully we get up or at least some of these things here soon. Heck yeah. uh, so thanks for listening to the show, everybody. And Travis, we will see you next yeah, I'll let you know, though, my, my dad, my toddler there, uh, uh, Jesse T. Justice, I'm about to have to put his little button in timeout. I want to arrest him. He he's refusing to nap. That means he's resisting arrest. Resisting arrest and probably dropped you a ten two hundred.